Blog Talk Radio. Radio and the world, it's Vegas Bent, sales and marketing behind the eight ball, and we have got a friggin' jammed switchboard. I'm looking for that 205 number. It's going to be hard to take calls, Pete, because I'm not Quincy Jones sitting here. This is going to be a little tricky. I see 205 up there. We screaming, you know what, we got a jam switchboard. This is Vegas Vent Sales and Marketing behind the eight ball, the only sales and marketing show in this joint that actually has the cojones to tell it like it is, not the way you always heard it should be tonight. The legendary flip man in the house. We're going to be talking about real estate from a guy who actually does it. Not one of these guys that writes about it. We're going to be talking about a few upcoming shows that we're going to get heavy and hard with the flip man talking about a wholesale and real estate and this guy's the real deal people or I wouldn't have him on the show and we're going to talk for a few minutes about the Lakers and that fraud called the Orlando Magic it's going to be a great show like I said the switchboard is lit up I don't know if I could take calls tonight Pete like I said I don't have my girl here tonight, and I'm not Quincy Jones. Back at you in a minute. might be the only show I've ever done where I can't get the guest on. We'll find out in a minute. What's up, everybody? Vegas Vince, sales and marketing behind the eight ball. Great show tonight. We got the real deal on tonight. I've checked a lot of uh, the so-called gurus out, and I'm going to tell you something about this man. He is the real deal because, once again, he's like the Nike Swish. He's out there. He actually does it. The man actually has flipped over 150 houses, and he's that damn good or he wouldn't be here. 
We're going to talk to them about wholesaling real estate, ABC123. And we're going to talk about some other projects he's got coming up, which uh, it's going to be the first time you've even heard about them. Let's talk about the weekend. Let's talk about a fraud called the Orlando Magic. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a Celtics fan, but I was, you know, semi-pulling for the Florida team. But I'm going to tell you, peeps, something. I know a 56-year-old hooker down the street named Mabel who puts out more effort than that sorry team called the Magic put out last night. It was shameful. Anybody who was there should have got their money refunded. As for the Lakers, Vegas Vince is old school. I'll say it again, Kobe Bryant, you're a great player, brother. But I don't care how many sneakers you sell. I don't care how many jerseys you sell. I don't care how many points you score. Once upon a time, there was a man named Michael Jordan, and you ain't him, brother. Anyway, what else we got going on here? I'm trying to stall a second here, trying to figure out this switchboard. Sylvia, if you were here right now, girl, I could really use you. My God, this thing is jammed. All right, we're going to try to keep our cool here. and uh, We got an upcoming show July 12th. I have been trying to get this chick on this show for a year. One of the hottest, when I mean hot, I mean this girl is smoking hot. One of the top internet marketing divas in the world, Rachel Rofay. Let me tell you something, when you name Rachel Rofay, you know you're hot. This chick's got an incredible story, people. Chick used to weigh like 580 pounds. 520 of it was ass. Ended up losing all the weight. Looks like a friggin' supermodel now. Loves Vinny. The chick is like my hero because she travels around the world, has been everywhere, lives out of a suitcase, lives life completely free, makes major time bling. And, I mean, this chick is smoking hot. That's the one uh, I was telling you about that I got kicked out of the Dale Carnegie seminar with. And let me tell you something, you've got to really do something bad to get kicked out of a Dale Carnegie seminar. And the rumors, again, that I was smoking weed, that's bullshit. Basically what happened is I lit up a Pall Mall because I was so friggin' bored out of my mind. And they asked us to leave the Dale Carnegie seminar. I am the only person in the history of the Dale Carnegie Institute that actually was physically removed from the property. I consider it a badge honor. All right, we have got the flip man on, if I can find him. Uh, wow, I'm looking here. The, the, for whatever reason, this, uh, this switchboard is uh, – I have done a lot of shows. I did a Warrior Form Rose show last year. Uh, I think we had over 151 live listeners. Uh, we ended up with well over 1,000 before I think the night was over as far as that had actually archived the show. This one might top that. Um, let's talk about the flip man, Tyrone Taylor, for a second. I'm going to tell you why I've got him on. In life, people, in marketing, and I told you guys a long time ago, I'm not wild about Internet marketers. I am never wild about people who talk about doing stuff and selling the information as opposed to actually getting out their ass and going out there in the trenches and doing it. Because, see, there's a credibility problem there. 
Tyrone Taylor from Tide Country, Birmingham, Alabama. This guy wasn't born, I'm assuming, with a silver spoon. I'm assuming that his, you know, aunt didn't leave him $7 million so he could go invest in real estate. Much like many of us, he was a guy who came across an opportunity, took some interest, educated himself, and the rest is history. The dude has flipped well over 150,000, oh boy, sorry, 150 houses, properties. Uh, wait till you find out what he spent on billboard advertising. It's more than a lot of people make in a year. The guy is uh, what you call the quintessential entrepreneur, and he breaks it down so easy that anybody can get it, and the guy actually will help you on a mentoring level to get you where you want to be. Um, I have seen every friggin' real estate guru out there. There are a few good ones. I chose this man based on his YouTube channel alone, some of the best free content out there. In fact, some of it's better than shit you're going to pay for. The guy's honest, the guy's straight up. I know he's he probably more nervous than I am right now. I was fine, uh, Tyrone, until this friggin' switchboard lit up. I don't know what you did to me. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to try to pick out 205 here and hope. All right, Flipman, is that you? Yeah, that's me. All right, man, you have jammed my switchboard up. I have more. I'm telling you what. I have more calls. Uh, this is the most calls I've ever gotten on a show. So you must have one hell of a list out there. <laughs> what did you think about my uh, Lakers rant? Uh, well, you know I'm a huge Lakers fan. So, yeah, I know uh, it. Yeah, and um, you know, I was, last night was a great night, and I woke up with a smile on my face. Um, okay. Normally, if uh, my team doesn't win like last year. With your Celtics beat us in six and, and what blew us out by 39 in the uh, in game six. Uh, you know, I didn't watch SportsCenter or ESPN for probably three weeks. I didn't watch oh, yeah, I love it. Without that. <laughs> well, I didn't have the bookies knocking on my door this year because, to be honest with you, the real team were, were the Celtics, and unfortunately they hung in there as long as they could, missing, you know, Kevin Garnett. I would have liked to see a healthy Celtic team take the Lakers on at some point. But, hey, I'll give it to L.A. They did, they did what they had to do. But, again, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm still, uh, to me, it's still, uh, I hear the comparisons. I'm sorry, this man is not Michael Jordan. He's not even Bill Russell. But, anyway, we're here to talk about real estate. I almost canceled your appearance when I found out you were a Laker fan. Now, actually, man, I used to love Showtime. I don't know, this team here, it's a, it's a, to be honest with you, uh, Derek Fisher is my MVP. The dude, I mean, money shots when he needed to hit them. Three-pointers. Well, well, I was complaining about him the entire playoffs. Uh, you weren't complaining when he hit that three in the game before. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Not pride, I wasn't. But before <laughs> then, I was killing the guy. Um, you know, he just every every point guard that they've come up against, he those guys have been blowing by him, man. You know, age is something, you know, those young legs that he's facing on a night in night uh right. night in basis, you know, it makes a difference. But you know, right. he came up big. 
Uh, no, he did. He, he hit the shots. I, Derek Fisher got nothing bad to say about him. Like I said, the clutch shots when they needed him. Anyway, we I ought to do a sports show someday, but uh, let's get into real estate. Um, I assume most people on this call probably know who you are, um, but for those who don't, we're basically talking to a gentleman that has kind of perfected uh, the art of, of, you know, some people call it wholesaling, some people call it flipping houses, and I know there's a difference. Um, I'm going to have you break that down for us. But um, let's just give, uh, like, the condensed version of how you started in this. Because, I mean, again, you, you're, not what, you know, you're not the stereotypical guru in real estate. You started off with a course and educated yourself. Take us through that process, and then we'll move it along after that. Well, um, I live in Birmingham, um, Alabama uh, right now. I, I guess I'll be here unless something changes I don't know about. But um, I grew up, you know, in Alabama, but I grew up in a town uh, is less than a, a thousand uh, people, um, right. the population, I mean. And um, I came here to to, uh, to go to college, and, you know, after that seven-year journey, <laughs> um, I decided to, uh, to stay here after I graduated from college. But uh, early on, uh, when I was in college, I realized that, um, you know, I want, you know, just something, I don't know if it's something I heard or whatever, but I wanted to own my own business. Right. And um, I've tried a lot of different things over over, over my lifetime. And um, one of the things just I'll just share with you, when I was in college, I came up with this, well, not really an idea of my own. One of my brother's friends was doing right. it actually in Florida. Of um, he had a mobile car wash, and I came up with this brilliant idea that I was going to start in college and uh, and build that business, you know, up to where you know I could support myself when I finished college. Right. Uh, that was one, that was one problem. You know, it, it gets cold here in Birmingham to, to be out washing cars. <laughs> so, I think uh, I invented the bikini car wash because that was always my gimmick. I always said you can make any business work if you get some chicks in bikinis, but like you, I learned the hard way that even in Florida, a couple months a year, it's friggin' cold, oh, and yeah. you got to come with a lot of money to keep a payroll going, because these chicks didn't want to hang around, so I sort of did the same thing, probably had about as much luck as you did with it. <laughs> I didn't make a dime. Well, I made a couple dimes, and then packed it up. Well, uh, after try, I tried all kinds of stuff, man, and um, uh, just before... I got into real estate. Um, I, um, I taught myself how to design websites well enough to get paid from it, and I, I did a t- couple of sites for some realtors. But uh, how I got into real estate to make you know, to skip all the other stuff is uh, one of my friends. Um, he and his now wife were going to um, to uh, school to become realtors, and uh, one night that they were in class, the guy that normally taught the class wasn't there, and the substitute. He didn't talk about uh, being a realtor. Uh, he talked about investing in real estate, which can be totally two different things, even though they're say, in the same right. industry. And uh, so my friend told me about some of the numbers he, this guy was throwing around, around as far as money he's made uh, in his lifetime. And, you know, that struck my interest. That was in November of uh, '02, And at that time, I didn't act on it. So uh, I was at home for Christmas at my mom's uh, house which was in that small town that I mentioned. And, now, is this um, outside of Birmingham we're talking about? Because Birmingham's got more than 1,000 people in it, right? Oh, yeah. Birmingham Metro is probably about a million for Okay, like all right. Um, but it's about two and a half hours southwest of Birmingham. Okay, I guess. But anyway, um, 
so I was up early. Uh, I can tell you the date. It was uh, December 27th. And uh, I was up early that morning waiting on my mom to, uh, to, uh, to cook me some biscuits, which is what I love when I right. go home. And uh, I was watching um, an infomercial by Carlton Sheets, and we've all seen those over the years, no money down technique. They have all the testimonials right. and stuff. And, uh, you, know, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, right, as most of us probably have thought. Right. And so I said, well, let me find this from, and watch it from beginning to end, because normally if you go up the dial, you can finally find it again. So I did. I watched it from beginning to end. So I thought to myself at that point, I was like, um, he can't be lying about all of this. So my mom doesn't have a PC or anything in her house. So I waited. I got back home, and um, I went to this uh, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial message board that I used to frequent and uh, asked the question, does Carson Sheets program really work? And only one person replied, and he replied, yes, it does, but Ron Legrand, which is another guru out there, right. has, a better, has a better course. So I did a, I did a search uh, on Google for Ron Legrand, and I found his website that he was uh, selling his courses from at that time, and uh, they wanted uh, 1495 for the course. Right. And at that time, I was working at Bell South, which is a part of AT&T, you know, which was okay living, but I didn't have $1,500, basically, to spend on a course. There's right. no way I could justify that in my mind. So what they had there on the site, they had a, a teaser version of the course for $69.95 with shipping. It was about 80 bucks. Right, uh, one of the upsell courses that they often do, these gurus, where they put together, you know, a little snippet of the information to get it to people in hopes that at some point you'll, uh, you know, bite on the bigger package. Exactly, exactly. So whenever I, whenever I purchased that, and actually they sent it to me, this, even though this was in O2, it was in cassette tape form. So I listened to that uh, information that I received, and, man, it was, you know, it was just enough to let me know that you could really make money in, that, in this business, wholesaling, retail, lease options for sale by owners, owner financing, and so on. And so I made up my mind then, if I have to say, if I had to get an extra job and stay. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. If I have to uh, save um, uh, up to $1,500 and get an extra job, I was going to do it. Right. So three days later, I thought about uh, eBay, and uh, I said, let me just do a search on his name on eBay. Maybe I can get lucky. So when I did a search on his name on, on eBay, uh, several of his courses were uh, there were there were auctions for him. So I bid it on this one particular auction and I lost the auction. But the guy that was running the auction sent me an email and asked me would I want a MP3 version of the course, which is basically a bootleg version of the course. Sure. So Ron, I owe you some money. You know, if you <laughs> Ron got enough money, believe me. <laughs> I know he does. And so, um, so we agreed on four hundred dollars. You know, I, with no hesitation. I actually didn't pay some other bill, I don't remember what, to uh, order that course. I really wanted it. So whenever I got the course, uh, it was a lot of information, a lot of information, especially for someone that didn't know anything about real estate. So you're starting off at this point with just basically, like I said, probably no cash, little credit, and probably no clue. I mean, that's basically where you started. Exactly, and that's what that course that was the basis of that course is to teach you how to put deals together regardless of your cash and credit situation. Right. Finish the course, 
But I still had questions. Even though the course was full of information, I still had questions. But I'm, I'm a risk taker. So I, I started to do some of the things he said doing. The first thing I did was I bought some bandit signs, which I overpaid for them. I bought 50 signs. I think I spent $250 for those signs. And um, I put them out on a Sunday morning. And that Monday, I started receiving calls, which I have failed at so many other businesses. Right. Just because I started receiving calls. The phone calls know. alone justified the money, even though you hadn't made any money at that point. And let everybody know, I assume most people know what the hell bandit signs are, but basically what he's talking about are these you know, little cheesy signs you see on intersections all the time that say various things like, you know, uh, rent to own, uh, we buy houses, uh, you know, they're usually stuck there on intersections. Am I correct? Exactly. You know, okay. a better way of um, uh, describing it, whenever it's for a, an election season, these right. are the same signs, signs that the people that are running for office use, but they're just called bandit signs. But um, to make a long story short on that is um, I had two opportunities. Uh, one of them was a lease option opportunity. And the other was a wholesale opportunity. Both of them actually should have been, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. The, right, uh, the lease option you're talking about, because a lot of people right now are really touting lease options, and it sounds to me like your specialty has always been more uh, the wholesale flip. Is that correct? Exactly. I've done a few lease options, and most of them haven't turned out well for me, mainly because I'm not the most organized person. That's why wholesaling is such, such a attractive uh, method for me because I'm in and out of the deal. Right. I don't have to do anything but just put it together, pick up my check, move on to the next deal. Gotcha. But on okay. this particular lease option deal, just to make a long story short on that, I had a, I, I picked up the house, put it on the contract, found the buyer for it. She gave me $5,000. The, the, the actual owner of the property and I had a dispute. I ended up having to give her the later money back. And that's one of the problems. That's one of the, um, the little... Uh, problems they don't always mention about lease options i was trying to do a deal here a couple of weeks ago everything was good until i asked the lady well how's you know how's everything as far as taxes and and blah 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 and it, as i'm walking out the door she said oh by the way i'm almost in foreclosure now the problem that would arise is i go ahead i market this as a lease option get the deposit money blow it on the dice table and then find out this lady you know is in foreclosure now i'm liable to the seller um, that's a bad situation to be in. So, most definitely. Um, but I was lucky. The second deal was that I, I may have given up after that because I did actually spend some of that five thousand. So, right. Once you once you spend it, it's your money. But I ended up giving back uh, giving her back all the money. But the other deal was were uh, two sisters. They uh, it was their, their their mom's house and. Uh, they tried this thing. Most people wouldn't like it. It was a house that they grew up in. We're not selling mom's house. We're not selling dad's house. And after three or four years of paying taxes, keeping the maintenance, grass cut on the property, and then maybe even renting it out, they're worn out. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, from there, uh, they see one of my uh, marketing materials, namely a bandit sign that says we buy houses or I pay cash for houses, <clears throat> and they called me. And so even at that time, I didn't even know what the house was worth. All I knew is that they wanted 20000 for the house, and I knew right. it was worth more than that. That's your that starting point. point. Yeah, yep. that was my starting point. So we agreed on the 20000 and um, I marketed the property, and a realtor called me and uh, told me he had a buyer, but what would I pay him 
if uh, if if the buyer closed on a deal. So so I told him I'll pay him a thousand bucks. Right. So the uh, the actual buyer he uh, wanted the house when we agreed on twenty three five. So when we closed on the property, um, it was actually thirty five hundred that I would have made, but I ended up giving the real a thousand dollars. So it was twenty five hundred dollars. One of the happiest days of my life. It doesn't seem like a lot of money, but on my job. It took me an entire month. That's 80 hours of working, well, more than exactly. that. Exactly. That's, that's 160 hours of actually working to make that thing uh, 2,500, where it only took me a probably an hour total to put that wow. deal together. Now, since then, and let's flash and forward a bit just so everybody knows, uh, you've done well over 150 of these deals uh, since then, from what I understand. And I know you've had more than a couple that have made you more than uh, $2,500. Oh, yeah. Uh, the norm for my marketing, or what everyone has to understand, is that uh, it's like your market will be different than mine. Some will be exactly like mine as far as what I'll make. My normal range is between three and $7,000 as far as what I can make. Now, the, the, my biggest deal, uh, my brother and I split um, 42000 on a deal. Um, I had another deal for like thirty thousand. I have a couple of more forty thousand dollar deals. But I, as I'm telling you, the good side of this, that's not the norm. This is also right. not the norm. I've actually have a couple of deals I've only done five hundred dollars on. Right. So, but that's not the norm either. And, and the way I looked at those five hundred dollar deals is that um, the buyer, well, we we agreed on that amount, but in my mind, he paid me five hundred dollars right. to be added to my buyer's list. So the next time we do a deal, or the next time we did do a deal, I guess I made up for it, but the next deal was probably $3,500. Well, and so, if I'm walking down the street and I, and I find $500, man, it's going to make my day, as it would anybody. So even on, on a type of deal like that, we're not talking chump change. And, the, and like you say, you add him to your buyer's list. This is the guy you're going to do business with in the future. Yeah, there's no telling how much money I'll make off this guy. Now let me ask you this. Break down without... And, and, again, we're going to go into where the, the, everybody out there can uh, check out your videos. You've got probably the best YouTube video channel out there uh, that pretty much covers everything. But, you know, the basic uh, – just kind of let's talk about the difference between flipping and wholesaling. And what I think a lot of people need to understand is uh, in real estate it's about control, that you don't have to actually own a house uh, in order to sell it. And the other thing is that uh, there's a, this common misconception that what you do requires you to go out and buy a house, you know, grab a hammer and nails and start, you know, rehabbing it, stuff that I couldn't do if I wanted to. And I know that, you know, primarily your deals aren't like that either. Basically, it almost sounds to me, the best way to describe this is you're flipping paper. Oftentimes. Exactly. Yeah, you, you, you explain it to a T as far as you, that's the only thing that you're doing. You're basically selling your position within a deal, and that's the contract itself. You're basically selling a contract for X, X number. So, uh, but the, to, to, to explain the difference between flipping and wholesaling, um, the reason I use flipping as even a term to describe wholesaling is because that's what most people are accustomed to hearing. Right. But an actual flip, and there's a negative, con you know, there's a negative, yeah. I guess you could say, description and a positive. I always mm -hmm. think about the positive, obviously. But uh, an actual flip is where you buy a property, uh, obviously with equity. 
you put you pay someone or you do it yourself to fix the property and you will sell the property at a higher price. Um, that's an actual flip as far as my definition. Wholesaling wholesaling will be where you tie a property up with a contract and you find a buyer which would be an actual flipper to buy this property to either buy and resell or to buy to add into their rental portfolio. To rent out. Okay, gotcha on that. All right. You won't ever use your own money in a true wholesale transaction or your credit. Other um, than maybe $10 or whatever it is that you're going to lock. Now, let me ask you this. A lot of people, um, I work, uh, I've learned a lot from a guy named Randall Mixon out of Texas who does a lot of options and stuff. You actually are locking up these properties with actual contracts, whereas uh, some people like to go in with an option. Uh, what is your views on those? I mean, do you use options to control real estate, or you primarily go right in with the contract? Well, I will, no, I have an option uh, contract that I actually will include in my course, but okay. I've never actually used an option. Um, if if they don't want to, but there's a situation that you can't use them that will be more beneficial. But just from my experience, I never, I've never used an actual option to uh, put a deal together. Okay. Uh, and my thoughts on that is that, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm buying the house. You know, well, I guess you say, well, you're really not buying the house, Tyrone. Well, but that's not important. It doesn't matter where the money is coming from, whether I'm buying it, I'm using my own money, or I'm getting a loan, or I'm using an investor's money. The only thing that matters to sellers, and once you get out there and start doing this business, you'll see the only thing that matters to them is that you can perform. And performing exactly. means that you can actually close on the deal. So, the dude but, doesn't care where the uh, the fifty grand comes from, as long as it just as long as the check is good. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. Exactly, and all of this is done in front of attorneys or title sure. companies. Sure, exactly. Um, but as far as an option, the option, obviously, what it does, you know, as, as far as what I understand about it and my definition of it, you basically go into a seller, uh, owner of a property, letting them know, hey, you can still sell the property, but if I produce a buyer, I want the option to make, you know, to uh, the option to, to take advantage of the, Whatever deal I right, it's called a non-exclusive option. It basically, what it does is allows. It's a way. I think it would probably be effective. I know you did a video on the commercial lots, which I just think there's so much potential in that because you know the gas stations and the quickie marts um, that you know where you have these intersections, you find these vacant buildings like you were talking about. I think in some cases like that, a non-exclusive option might not be a bad idea because basically what it does is it allows you to lock in a price, but it doesn't force the owner of the property to take it off the market. So in other words, if he finds somebody to come in and buy it, that's cool. The option, you just rip it up, you park friends. But it also gets some a little bit of uh, commitment on his end, and uh, at that point, you at least have something on paper because it might be a deal where you're not positive you can close it in 30 days. And I would think in that situation, the option would be better than the contract. Exactly. Uh, in a situation like that where uh, it's a commercial property, options are more, um, I guess, they're more common than they are residential. Okay. One thing about uh, people that own commercial real estate, they're more uh, um, creative real estate minded than someone that just owns a house. Uh, what you have to always realize is that a, probably the majority of the people that you deal with, 
if you're dealing with the, the actual owner of a property, they've probably only done a couple of real estate transactions in their lifetime anyway. Sure. So if you go there trying to explain some type of creative technique to them, a lot of times that's going to scare them off. So that's exactly. why you so, always So the contract seems to be the way to go here. That, that, was, that was interesting to me because I've heard it taught differently. And to be honest, what you're doing makes a lot more sense to me. Well, yeah, the, the thing is, is that you always you want them, and, 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 and it's strange if, if you show them that you're confident, and, and you, obviously if you know what you're talking about, you'll be amazed at how these people will work with you, even if you run out of time. You know, if you build the right rapport where you initially meet them or through phone conversations, people are reasonable for the most part. Right. Um, I have had some situations where my time ran out, and, you know, I couldn't close the deal. You know, you can only do one of two things, if I said on a particular video, is that you can only, you can go uh, back to the owner of the property and ask them for more time and they give it to you, or you go to them and ask them for more time and they don't give it to you. If they, don't give it, if they don't give it to you, they keep the earnest money. That's the whole purpose of the earnest money. You know, they Which isn't never very much, at least in the deals you're, you're doing. I mean, it's not a, a huge outlay. You're locking up some of these houses. I guess what I want to – I mean, I assume a lot of people are listening are – and to be honest with you, I've always been a street marketing type guy. Real estate's always intimidated me, not because I didn't understand the fundamentals of buy low, sell high, but the little things like you say, the, the closings and the contracts and stuff that I, I think a lot of other people out there get intimidated and they say, you know – I know it can be done, but I don't know if I can do it because I don't, you know, I don't have the paperwork. And uh, your whole course is designed. Um, and and by the way, I'm going to have you get into this. The difference between what you're doing and a lot of you know a lot of these other so-called gurus is the course basically means they buy you. I mean, they basically get you to help walk them through their first three deals. And to me, that's the most valuable part about it because you give away, like you say, the information is pretty much the same whoever you go to. I mean, you get the guru of the week that comes up with this new, you know, flash-in-the-pan way to buy real estate, but you're doing it the kind of the old, tried and trusted, true way of doing it. Um, but you break it down real simple for someone that literally may not have a clue of what a mortgage is. And you've proven that it's successful because, I mean, I'm not going to get into the numbers that you do, but it's a significant amount of money you've made doing this. Correct. Um, the thing is, whenever I decided to uh, to do a course, I just simply took myself back to when I when I started. The course that uh, Ron uh, has is a great course, full of information. Matter of fact, it may be too much information. Right. Uh, but the thing is, when I finished, I still had questions. And for someone that had never done anything uh, with real estate outside of renting an apartment, right. <laughs> which you don't even consider I had to do that because I need somewhere to live, right. um, it, it was overwhelming, and I wish I had someone that I could tap into. So whenever I decided to do a course myself and say, Tyrone, the only thing that's going to make you different is you have to make yourself accessible. So when people say, well, then how can you still do your everyday activities and, 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 and mentor people? Well, it's really simple. The reason I, that I have uh, over 45 videos on YouTube right now, which it was a building process, and then another 30-plus audios on my website, junkers101.com. And those are free, too, by the way. I mean, it's, it, I, I mean it blew me away, just the, the volume of stuff. I was sitting here with uh, a lady friend of mine, Sylvia, 
I don't know, this is a couple of weeks ago, because I'd gotten a lot of requests from people to, to start uh, doing some interviews with uh, some guys in the real estate field that knew what the hell they were doing. I'm sitting here watching this, and I kept waiting for the pitch, and I'm thinking, this man is giving away more than, than a lot of these guys. I mean, it, a lot of people are selling a lot less than what you're giving away for free is, what I guess, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So the the uh, the videos and the audios actually uh, act as support once you buy the course. But you right. can call me any time. I don't have a limit on it. You know, people call me all times of night. You know, obviously, you know, I go to sleep. But if they call me, you know, just leave a message. You know, I'll call you back, you know, and see what, what questions you have. Um, and most people, for the most part, are, are reasonable. You know, but you will have some people they basically want you to, you know, to they go with it. Twenty four seven call. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's fine. You know, I, you know, I, I, as I said, I put the number out there. I, I put it out there, so obviously I know I'm going to get some of that. But that's fine. So, um, but it, it's manageable. You know, as I said, the videos and the audios that I have online, you know, that that helps out a lot. You know, because people, I can always refer them over to those. Even the, even after I ask the credits, so you can go back to the video and watch it as many times. And right, and you're not and you're not flashy, and I mean it's to the point. And um, the other thing about it is, now me personally, I just learn better from audio and video. A lot of people uh, are like that, and uh, for those of you who can, you know, grab concepts a little easier through the medium of video and audio, this is perfect for them. I mean, it really is because you can just pop it on. You don't have to, you know, it's it's. It's not a situation you got to read through a 900-page manual of a bunch of filler. I mean, you get right to the, you know, you cut right to the chase. Uh, you're not, this isn't a gimmick. This isn't a situation where you've come up with some, you know, strange new way to buy and sell property with no credit or cash. But the way you break it down, I think, makes it easy for everybody, uh, whatever their level is. Um, you've yes. also got the Junkers 101 site, which allows people. That's kind of a cool little part of the uh, program, too. Talk to them about the, uh, the listing sites you have. Yeah, the, uh, the Junkers101.com uh, site, and actually that word, that term Junkers, actually comes from Ron Grand's teachings. Um, that's the term that he used to describe a property that you may be targeting. It may not actually be an ugly property, but that's just the term that he used. So um, whenever I just came up with a website name, that was the first thing that I thought of. But with the site, um, the way I have it set up, and that's where everything really started. So some of the audios, if you'll listen to them, I may uh, take the audios 2007, 2006, but the information is basically the same. And then the videos, obviously, they're a little bit more updated for what I'm right. doing right now. But the site itself, um, you, know, you just go there, you submit your information, and what I give away there is obviously the audio, the one of the more important things and the biggest request that I get is for that one-page contract that I use to do my deal. Right, I've checked that out because I actually uh, have your course, and, and, that's, and it's one page. And by the way, to let people know, you don't need a 27-page contract. I'm not giving anybody legal advice here because if you ask your attorney, he'll probably want to draft a 40-pager because that's how they get paid. But the truth is... Right. Uh, Tyrone's contract, one of the reasons it's so effective, it's another thing I learned from Randall Mixon, too, is you guys both are on the same page. It's a one-pager. It's not intimidating. It's not something, you know, the guy has to take home and, you know, decipher over the course of the next seven days. Exactly. And, and when, I, when I came up with the contract, which 
uh, of his. I don't even know where I found it at. It's been so long ago. But, you know, I added a couple of things uh, that I thought were necessary for what I was trying to do. And, um, man, it's, it's amazing, man. You know, I, when I fill out the contract, I only, I'm only going to explain the areas that you have to actually write something in. Right. Then I'll say, well, you can read the rest. Most people say, mm-hmm, okay, and they just sign it, you know, for the most part. It's very, a few people will say, well, I need my attorney to sure. uh, review it. And um, I've never had an attorney to tell uh, one of their clients not to use the contract. What they may do, they normally add a couple of lines, which are fine, you know, because I'm buying the property as is anyway, so that eliminates a lot of the clauses that realtors have in their contracts. And what you have to understand about those contracts is that they're really designed to protect the realtor um, right. and, cover, and cover their butt. Right. But um, uh, but as I said, like you said, Vince, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a uh, an attorney, so you have to go with what you're comfortable with. But uh, just a quick story on contracts. One of my friends that um, he started the same time I did. We didn't know each other at the time. He used to literally write contracts up on the on the hood of his car and put deals together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I know another guy named Ozamayo who's pretty twisted and I've, I've known him to actually walk into subway shops and walk out with the business and Ferrari dealerships um, and this guy's I mean this guy's crazy but he manages to pull it off I've I, I've never quite figured out exactly how the hell he does it but he's that good and I've seen him do deals on napkins before so uh, I, I, I don't think that's a part of your course but uh, let people also know uh, this guy really is twisted. I, I've seen him do it. Um, let everybody, I, I think the other big point is, again, this is not a situation where you're teaching people how to go find, you know, a junker uh, and then start hammering and nailing and carpeting. Um, I, so people are, are aware there is a, a big, this isn't like the TV show Flipping where they're, you know, buying these houses and then you got 30 people scrambling around trying to get it ready to sell. This is basically flipping contracts. Yeah, yeah it, it's totally different. Uh, the shows, um, I used to watch them when they first started coming on, and, you know, it, not saying that I know everything, and like I always, I don't know everything, but I know how to get a check. I love, but, uh, I'm ripping that line off, by the way. I was waiting for you to say it. I'm going to use that on one of my shows. <laughs> it's a great line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, those, those shows, they, it's, the, the first thing is that most of savvy investors, you're not going to spend any time doing any repairs on the house. What you need to be doing is finding the next deal. Let someone that's the expert, a contractor, or someone with that's a whole other story. Those guys are just uh, probably one level above, uh, below lawyers. But um, um, <laughs> in the bottom, I, I, I put lawyers right there uh, where uh, they uh, threw Jimmy Hoffa's ass at the bottom of the lake somewhere. But that's another story. I'm not real wild about lawyers, but I know they serve their purpose. Oh, yeah, they serve their purpose, and they do it well, I guess. And but, do it uh, well. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not one of those people, but what you will be, those individuals that you see on those shows, which that's really not realistic when it's all said. Well, it's show business. It's not your business, and that's, that's my – when people ask me about it, that if people got to realize something about reality TV. Um, it's like anything else. It primarily show business. It really right. is. I mean, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it, it's not really grounded in reality. To be honest with you, I hate to. You know, it's sort of like when you find out pro wrestling might not be real. 
uh, <laughs> most of the reality shows out there, hate to break it to you people, it is show business, no matter how well it comes off and plays. Yeah, as a, as a little boy, it was a sad day when I, I figured out that pro wrestling wasn't, wasn't real. That's like Santa Claus. Yeah, no, I know it. I think it hurt more when I found out about wrestling. <laughs> I, I knew I the old man was coming down the chimney, Pops, but I, I, I didn't really want to find out that, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes and Abdullah the Butcher and weren't really oh. trying to kill each other. Oh, you go away back. Oh, yeah, no, I'm old school. Actually, one of my clients is Larry Zabisco, who's a former AWA World Heavyweight Champion. He's been around, God, 35 years. So, yeah, I like the old school stuff. Um, go ahead and give out the sites, and then I want to um, – and by the way, I have so many calls on here tonight that I'm probably going to have to schedule a show with you, get a girl in here to work this switchboard, and if you don't mind coming back, uh, we could take some uh, – I'll just – have the girl work to the switchboard. We'll start taking questions because I feel kind of bad now. I've never had a show where I've had a switchboard jammed, and I mean, oh, yeah. it's, and it's still jammed, by the way. So, um, and again, I did a show about a year ago that we had people from. I mean, it was it was a massive turnout, and I I have a feeling this one's going to top that. So, um, talk to them about the course and stuff, and I want to get into some other stuff that you are doing. Which is, uh, which I think this is going to be the first time you've even mentioned it. So, unrelated yeah, uh, to real estate. Well, the the, the course itself, um, um, as you said before, what you're really buying is me. If, if, if anyone is taking advantage of my YouTube channel, which is uh, Teach Me Flipping, uh, you realize that I've given the course away through the 45 plus videos that I have there. If you haven't figured it out, I'm telling you now. What you're really paying for is access to me, to be able to, for me to actually walk, walk you through deals. Um, I have four options on that. Um, I have the online course, which is, is discounted right now off the regular price of 697. It's uh, 347. That's online in audio. Um, all of them come with the mentorship. Let me preface that again. Right. Uh, the, the second option is, um, and I just added that a week or two ago is where you can um, actually, um, I will train you by phone. We'll block out about three to four hours one day uh, at seven ninety seven. Um, and that's a great deal right there. I mean, that, that one right there is, uh, I mean, like I said, I very seldom endorse much on this show because I don't believe in much. Um, I, I mean, very seldom. Uh, the, the, the few people I have on here, you know, I, I don't just pick somebody out of the thin air. And, I mean, this that particular – both those packages are excellent. I mean, it's – well, anybody that's looking, especially in this current market right now, this is real doable stuff. I mean, it really is. And, like I said, they're not going to call and get some gum-chewing secretary of yours with the bad attitude. Uh, they're actually going to be dealing with you, not a call center, uh, not some sales rep. You're not going to be hitting them with upsells and trying to sell them more manuals. You're actually going to do what what – kind of a lost art today, which is actually do what you say you're going to do. And I, that's kind of what I want to get out there to everybody, that uh, that's, that's, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, you get on TV and buy one of these products for $39, you're going to get pounded for upsells. You're never, they never quite deliver the end product. There's always something else to buy. That's really not the case with your program. No, nah, no, nah, I would not. I wouldn't know how to do that anyway. <laughs> well, we got to get together on that, man. <laughs> Especially if you start making money doing this other stuff, we got to get the uh, course out on autopilot. Anyway, go yeah. on with the next one. You, so we got we got those two options, and I know you got a couple other ones where you actually uh, people can train with you one on one. 
Yeah, uh, the other option is you can actually come uh, here to Birmingham. I will uh, sit down with you personally and train you or group. It doesn't matter. It'll be the same price for uh, 997 And uh, the, the next half of the day will take about half the day uh, to train you. The, next, the other half will be out in the streets of Birmingham. I'll show you what I actually do every day. It all you got any good places to eat out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I show up in Birmingham? Okay, cool. Yeah, you love barbecue. We have some good, some good that's, noise. That's what I'm talking about. That'll work. All right. And then the uh, the fourth option, which is a little pricey, I guess, but, you know, hey, it costs money to get there, and my time is a little valuable. I think it is anyway. Uh, is where I'll come to your city for three days, uh, and that's fifty nine ninety five, which is basically $6,000. And people can split that up. So if you're at, like, a church, God, I hope I don't have any church members listening tonight because I probably uh, – of offended half of them with my language, but uh, and I, if I did, I apologize, people. That's just the way I talk. But if that's a situation where, like, if you have a group of people, that six thousand is not per person. You'll actually break that down for the group. Yeah, if it was a hundred people, it doesn't matter as long as we can travel together. Because uh, two of those days will be actual traveling. You know, well, when I say traveling, I mean out in, out their, in their field. Okay out in their field, analyzing their market, telling them the best places to start, and, and so on. So um, it, it doesn't matter. Just, it's just the one feet. It doesn't matter how many people it is. Cool. Uh, it sounds great. Like I said, I highly endorse the program. I've already checked it out. Like I said, um, there's a lot of – I mean, I, I'm a real cynic. Uh, I don't believe in much. Um, I'm not here to do an infomercial for this guy. Um, the stuff is good, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have you on the show. Um, I want to know what else, because one of the things I liked about you is you're basically an entrepreneur at heart, which means that you don't get yourself locked into any one thing. And by the way, is it true you spent like 45000 on billboards in one year, or did I? is that a rumor? Uh, no, that's not a rumor. And that's, that's more than some people make in a year. And they, we're talking about you were advertising on the big highway signs, huh? Yeah, it was a great location, but at the end of the day, I, I think I – you know, I'm, I'm I'm not the most organized person. I'm going to say it benefited me. I made the money to support it. But when you're spending that kind of money, I need, need in my mind, I needed to at least make four times that amount just from that billboard. Yeah, and, it's got to be trackable, too, which I think would be a little tougher on a billboard, but unless you had it keyed somehow. Exactly. I just I have a special number for it or something. Right. But the billboard itself, um, um, I had it for like two and a half years. Um, I probably spent total. Um, that was like forty-five a year, so it was total. It was approaching a hundred grand oh, that man. I spent on, on that billboard. And, and when I look back, I, I really think it was a waste. Um, it was, <laughs> well, it you was had the money to waste at least. That's that's kind of my point. Yeah, and, and I, I wouldn't encourage anyone to, to do that unless you're going to be doing more than wholesaling. You really right. need to be involved in the retail side of the business, which will be called flipping. And maybe also lease options or owner finance. You need right. to really be doing everything if you're going to use that type of marketing. And I did the same thing. I, I bought radio, TV, ads also. You need to be doing more than wholesaling if you're going to do those type of, uh, of, of do that, that type of marketing because All right. it, it, they can be really pricey. And, um, um, and, and again, you were using your profits. I mean, you didn't start off like this. So. Um, let me ask you. Go. I have. I don't mean to cut you off, but I got. I think we got nine minutes left. 
Uh, and I'm going to have to bring you back on, obviously. So that's that's not going to be a problem. Anybody's on the line, uh, blame me. Like I said, I don't have my switchboard girl in here tonight. Uh, tell us what you're into now, because this sounded pretty exciting. You were giving me a little information on it. This is something totally unrelated to real estate, and you got about eight minutes to uh, hit the high points on that. And again, we can talk about that on another show too. But go ahead and uh, uh, mention this new venture that you're in. Sounds pretty cool. Well, what, what I'm trying to get into is um, here in the uh, in the state of Alabama, um, you know, we're one of the few states that don't have um, any form of legalized gambling, um, such as casinos or, or lottery. Uh, we do have some uh, a couple of dog tracks that allow a video poker or what we call it. It's, it's an actual form of bingo. And so um, on, I think it was June 4th, which was two weeks ago. Uh, the city of Birmingham passed an ordinance that they're going to allow electronic bingo. So there's been a, ma- uh, a, a, a mass uh, uh, influx of people from all around the country trying to, to lease properties because one of the uh, requirements that you have to follow is that you have to have a minimum of 500 machines per location. Right. So you're talking about buildings of 15,000, 20,000 square feet. And within the actual city limits of Birmingham, there are not that many buildings available uh, to accommodate such a uh, such a business. Now, the type of money that we're talking about, the reason it has me interested, number one, I have a friend that's been in the business. He's actually the one that started it back in Birmingham because they did away with them. I uh, was well, in Jefferson County, which is a part of Birmingham. Uh, they did away with them about two years ago. He studied the law for nine months and found the loophole in the law and started using those machines again. And so that started everyone in the unincorporated areas in the county to start those small bingo halls. So when the city passed their ordinance, they didn't want a lot of just small mom-and-pop shops. They only wanted the 500 machines or more. That eliminates a lot of people because there's like a $100, right now, $100 fee per machine. So you have to have 50 grand just to even start right. one of these locations just to get a permit. From right, because the they want to get the taxes. They figure, okay, if we got to suffer and you guys, if we actually going to have these machines, we're going to get paid. Exactly. Uh, 15% of that has to go to the, uh, to the Birmingham School Board of the uh, proceeds. And it, it's called charity bingo. You have to have a charity involved in the actual bingo right. uh, facility in order for you to even make the money. But make a long story short, uh, those machines, on average, this is one of my friends, and he knows everybody in the industry nationwide. An average machine, just at a, what they would consider a bad location, will do $75 per machine. Yes, and if you don't, if you don't have a, if you have trouble doing the math on it, that's $37,500 per day. Do that yes. times 30, and you know you pay. You're talking uh, serious that. change. Yeah, that has my interest. So um, I'm trying to uh, form a group to uh, to lock down a couple of locations, which is uh, it may be difficult. Um, anyone out there, if you're interested in investing in something like that, give me a call. Um, give uh, them your number, number out there again. And by the way, your number, I should have posted it on the show. I got your website. But uh, Tyrone's number is posted all over his, uh, uh, you know, his various sites. Um, I have those sites listed on the description of the show, hit any one of them there, junkers101.com, and, and you'll get his number. Um, you ran that by me a few days ago, and I'm going to be honest with you. I've lived in Vegas for many years, 
the wonderful thing about those type of machines is it's 24-7 money. Uh, well, in Vegas, anyway. Um, I've never heard anybody going broke, uh, you know, running a, a venture like that. You know, they're just, when you talked to me about that, I thought that was one of the coolest things I've heard. Um, it's better than investing in a laundromat. Uh, these oh are machines God. that, yeah, that it, it is a cash cow business, and uh, this is an opportunity for some people to really jump in at the at the early stages because it, it is going to be huge in Alabama. I've kind of done a little research on that myself. That's going to be one of the, that's going to be a money maker. Oh yeah, it's just, you will literally make money in your sleep. Yep, yep. Because it doesn't matter how shitty the economy gets. I'm telling you, I can see it every time I go over here to the convenience store. People still are going to buy lottery tickets. People still buy smokes. People still buy rippy tickets. Um, and those type of machines uh, are going to uh, be around and generate cash, like you say, while you sleep. It's, it's definitely, uh, for the people getting involved in that, uh, they're going to do real well. And, uh, again, man, I wish I wish we would have scheduled you for another 30 minutes. Um can I get you back on here maybe next week and we do a follow-up so we can take actual calls from uh, people? Because, like I said, I feel really bad. Now, I usually don't get this many live callers. Most of mine are – I do the show so late that most of my listeners come back listen to the show the next day. And, uh, and I, I want everybody to know it had nothing to do with you. It's just the fact that uh, the way this thing is set up and the time constraints and the fact that I'm about a dumbass when it comes to working this switchboard um, there was no possible way that was going to happen. I, I, I'm, I'm stunned by the uh, amount of uh, people on this call, um, which is testament to you, man, and what you're doing out there. Yeah, uh, we'll just set it up, man, and um, you let your people know. I'll let my people know. We'll go from there. You got it. And, uh, hey, it was, it was an honor, man. It was a good show. Um, I will get with you probably tonight or tomorrow, probably tomorrow, because I know you're up. This is actually getting into your uh, – Probably sleep time for me. I don't go to bed for another six hours, so we managed to pull it off. We were going to do the show last night, but you uh, you had to watch the Lakers. So no, I'm going to miss that, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate it, Tyrone. And um, guys, great program. Check these sites out. It's a real deal. I wouldn't say so. And let's get you back on to talk about this Alabama thing because uh, somebody out there that's a gold mine, or maybe more than one person. I'm going to pass that around to my network too. Hey, do that for me, man. I look forward to talking to you. All right, brother. Take care, man. All right. Bye. All right. Guys, I appreciate it. Um, As always, may you live to see the dawn. May all your dreams come true, and may you always remain forever young. I appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, just want to give a little shout-out to somebody in uh, Calgary, my best friend, Sylvia Roth. Um, Listen, baby girl, Vegas Fence. Don't let his friends get hung or hung out to dry. And whatever success I've had in my life currently is because of you. You've made me a better man, better human being. And uh, I love you an awful lot. Thank you, everybody. God bless. Good night.